We are going to continue on what Bishop has been teaching, building capacity to hear from God. Building capacity to hear from God. We'll just do a recap. Then after doing the recap, we're going to be talking about how God can, how you can be led or guided through prophecy. Amen. John chapter 10, reading from verse 27, it reads as follows. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now Jesus says, one of the distinct qualities of being a follower of his, and he says he knows his followers, is your ability to have a strong reception to identify and to listen and to obey his real instructions. In a world full of those counterfeiting his voice. There's many people who are counterfeiting the voice of Christ and passing it as if it is the voice of Christ. Now, me and you must have discernment to know that this is Jesus talking to me. Because if you are a true follower of Christ, you must know that there's a lot of fakes out there who speak in the name of Jesus. And if Jesus is not talking to you, they're going to take you in a way that Jesus does not approve. They're going to make you to do the things that are not pleasing to Jesus. So Jesus says, I know my sheep. He says, I know my sheep. Jesus says, I know my followers. Because he knows his followers, he has confidence in their ability to learn to receive when he is speaking to them. Now, you see, Jesus is very clear. If you are not a follower of Christ, you won't understand when Christ is talking to you. Because you are not following him. Are you there? So he's talking to those who have trained themselves to be his disciples. But in this world, you have to follow someone. You, you can't be on the fence. You can't be neutral. You can't come to church and not make your stand. Either you are on the side of Jesus or you are still finding yourself. But in the church of Christ, Christ says, I know my sheep. I know them. I know my sheep. And they follow my voice. Stephen Fatek says, the voice you believe will determine the future you experience. Whoever is having your listening ear is the one who's having an influence that is the strongest in your life. Psalms 37 verse 23, the Bible says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. How do we become good? We become good by receiving the righteousness of Christ. We are sinners by nature and we have been doing sin since we were born. Before we are saved and even after we are saved, we are still sinning. But thank God for the grace of God. Amen. 
that in our sinfulness, Christ gave us his righteousness. Are you there? And he took our sinfulness. And that is why we say, we are good, we are righteous. We are righteous not because we were born right. We are righteous because it is given by grace. Thou shalt not keep Thou shalt not be envious. Are you there? What shame. Here he delighted in his way. When you are having the righteousness of God, doing what pleases God is not a mission. Hey. You delight in the way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God orders your steps. God guides you. He leads you. What you must do as he expects you. It says when he leads you, where he leads you, in his way, you are delighted. You are happy. You are excited. You are thrilled. You are having a festival. When God says love, Hasin Twebuima, would you understand you were all wrong, wrong? You delight when he says forgive. You, you delight. You are having a festival. There's no festival. Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit, they are called the sons of God. Many, not just a few. God leads the many. Being led by the Holy Spirit is a common experience amongst those who are born again. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Proverbs 20.27, 20, The Spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. God leads us through his Spirit. We have looked at five ways in which we can be led and guided by God. And we have covered four so far. Number one, how God leads us through his word. That the word of God is the primary source 
of God's guidance, of God communicating with us. God will never make us to do something that contradicts his word. Number two, God leads us through the inward witness. Are you there, Basalwani? That we have an inward sense of knowing that this is right or this is wrong. Or an inward feeling, Basalwani. You experience discomfort when something is not approved by God. And you have inner peace than restlessness in order to determine what God wants you to do. Three, God leads us through the Holy Spirit. I've just covered that. And last week, Bishop talked about being led through the conscience. That your conscience can go through three le- five, five, five levels, Pastor where it is important first to establish what we call a tender conscience. But your tender conscience can deteriorate, it can be affected. You can have a stage one, accusing conscience. Stage two, an offended conscience. Stage three, a defiled conscience. Stage four, an evil conscience. In Zeba West. And a seared conscience. When he was talking about spiritual mkenke. <laughs> now today we are going to talk about how God leads us through prophecy. Now when we read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it talks about different gifts or different spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us. It says to another, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12, he gave, to another he gave prophecy. So in the New Testament, God gives us as believers the grace to operate in the gift of prophecy. As a New Testament believer, God can give you the grace to operate in the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, it says, follow the way of love. And eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Paul shows us the pattern. Well, when you walk in love, it's very easy to operate in spiritual gifts. Because God is love. Are you there? Because God is love. If you love, you are in the presence of God. You have the consciousness of God. Are you there, Basalwan? So prophecy is one of the gifts that New Testament believers can tap into being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, any Christian who is filled with the Holy Spirit can learn to prophesy when enabled by the Holy Spirit. David Nunn, when he looks at prophecy, he says, the utterance of prophecy is never forced. But one must act in faith, giving what the Spirit inspires in his heart and mind. So the Spirit should be recognizably present in your life for you to operate in prophecy. Joel 2.28, the scripture reads, It shall come to pass that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. God is going to pour his Spirit on who? On all flesh. It says, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. The pattern of the Bible is that in the last days, and we're already in the last days, since the early church. That's why we talk about Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, they were praying and they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fell on them. This verse was fulfilled. It says the Bible here when we read, 
it shall come to pass. It will happen. God says, I will pour out my spirit on who? All what? Can I see all the hands of all flesh? Are you all flesh? It means you can prophesy. You can prophesy. So prophesying is not a spiritual gift for only a selected, super-duper, hyper, high-level, 10th dimension, 5th heaven, experienced Christians. As long as you are all flesh, you are saved, you are born again, you are a follower of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, it even goes to a, 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 a different level. God passes you as an adult. He says, your son, your daughter. Your, 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 as long as you have a son, as long as you have a daughter, they shall prophesy. It means my son can prophesy. It means your daughter can prophesy. So, 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 so prophesying does not elevate you into an elitist, spiritual, hyperactive, super important, glory anointed, elevated, shaken, lifted Christians. Your son can prophesy. So don't take yourself serious once you start to prophesy. Because your son can do what you do. The difference is the Holy Spirit is upon you. Without the Holy Spirit, prophecy becomes a mere speech. When a speaker is not enabled by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit inspiration makes prophecy a divine utterance than just a talk. So when we prophesy, you speak under divine inspiration. You speak things you have not rehearsed. But you speak things that you have received from the Holy Spirit as revelation. You can foretell or you can foretell when the Holy Spirit is upon you. Now let's define further what is prophecy. Now David Nunn says, prophecy is the inspired utterance given by the Spirit in the language of the people. God knows you are Zulu if you are Zulu. Are you there? Yes. He won't prophesy to you in Chinese. Yes. Aksugele nje seu sugu puma imendrina. Prophecy comes in a language you understand. It's not tongues. And prophecy is not only anointed when people speak in English. Because English happens to be just a favorite translation of the Bible that we 
most of the people read. God is not an English man. God is God. Prophecy is an instant divine utterance given foretelling the wonderful works of God of the past, the present, and the future. So prophecy covers what has happened, what is happening, and what is going to happen. That's what prophecy does. Because God can be in those three scenarios at the same time. He's the same yesterday. He's still God. Are you there? He's the same today and forever. He's still God. God was still God yesterday. He's still God. John Wimber defines the gift of prophecy as the declaring of the heart throb of God. Whatever is, is, is dear to the heart of God. To his church for the purpose of edification. God does not speak purposeless, meaningless words. The actual speaking forth of those words given by the Spirit is in a particular situation. Now, which means, through prophecy, God gives a word in season. God knows the seasons you are going through. He knows the seasons. He knows whether it's the seasons of violence, seasons of victory, the seasons of trouble, seasons of pain. He knows the season. Nothing takes God by surprise. So when he speaks, he speaks the right word for your season. This, this thing in Swanets. the way He knows the temperature. He knows the circumstances. He knows the situation. He knows those around you. He knows what you're battling. He knows your struggles. And he will bring a word. That is appropriate for your season. His word is clear. There's no confusion. His word is relevant. God agakulumumpeto. His word is a clear communication, relevant communication. And when he speaks, sometimes it's instructive. He teaches the things you don't know, the things you don't see. The things he wants you to master that you have not mastered. Sometimes prophecy teaches you to dig deeper into prayer. You have been a prayerless Christian. God revives you that this thing is not going to happen unless you pray. Sometimes we need instruction. You know, those who are drivers, you now, you know, Reboma Trinas, Are you there? Because we have been instructed. Everything comes mechanical. There are certain things that will never happen in your life unless you are instructed. You must be instructed on prayer. But then they saw Jesus praying. They, they saw him praying. Baba, no, 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 no. I said, reality. We are still playing religion. They saw him spend whole night prayer. Whole night. Runaria whole night prayer. Jesus went to hold. He was so disciplined. He went into the mountain to pray by himself. It's a discipline. They say, never, man, never. Lord, teach us. Teach us how to pray. 
They saw him cast out demons. Why not by prayer and fasting? By prayer and fasting. There are certain things. If you don't have the discipline, also harm before an abandon back tandazen, but so cut about father months, but pay to back champisama prama stuff, but bobe is into, but with his say is into humble carful, nom 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 poop, nom 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 poop, is into Zianyagas. But how do they go? Ungeretto, we are seen, how is this easy? There are things in the world of the spirit where you need instruction, discipline, discipline. When I say this, I'm being embryonic. I'll pendulum no more ban. Oga teka yo. Oje numbedo. We are too lunchy. Be still and know. He's God. No more by a tuga, no more by a keg. Usatele student sat so because we are boosa. No more about Nagasisa. No more about Tinta Baglimasa. Even when they stab you at the back, there are people you must not answer. They are not worth your answer. Prophecy, when it comes, it is inspirational. Sometimes God gives you a word in season to inspire you when your head is falling down, when the chips are down, when the wheels of your car have fallen apart, when you have nothing that you don't, you have done everything that you knew and you don't know what else to do. I was with Wednesday. And he brings a word in season. He says, keep on going. Keep on praying. Keep on confessing the word. Keep on sowing the right seed. Keep on saving me. Stand still. Having done all to stand. Stand. Don't cancel your prayers with your negative words. Having done all, having done all to stand. We are going to be fast, we confess, we tolera, we chala. Maraboni luto. Having done all those things, just to stand. If you have nothing else to do, keep standing. Keep standing on the word. Stand on the revelation you know. Stand on God who brought you where you are. Walk in the light that you know. When there is darkness around you, keep standing. God's word can bring correction. Yes, sometimes we are sincerely wrong. 
We have made other people prayer items. Marmasi bugagalenji. When you are number one prayer item. What about born? I was born. Unabantu. Maunabu ya kuluma marit. Ulimila kwa kikishwa. When I go to your net, I do Hey, interview. Instead of what you know, Sarah Pella, I'm going to see Kulegi. I'm going to see Kolwa Guchis. Scara, how not faith? How not to be? We have Pega Lumutu. Ubanilo was on Buza good. test your faith. Usakani test yen. Usana Niskala figure, Umbe Pasqua Yakchello with you, weigh sixty five kilogram. So I born a good faith, Yaminjani. Are you there? Sometimes I'll born. Moyon, my lord, born in some amateur to humble with Ewen. Longisa Longisa Asikuluma Ganjan. So he corrects. We need correction. All of us need correction. You know when I need to say Google. Dilaka health. Double lowets and to ever sarang uska yet. Barahona lili two pascal hoth. Runara litobes, tola nanit. So then this is everywhere. Then when I slow on the Singapore, or seven, this that you never even sanitized. We need corrections. They were speaking a corner. Mouse that you have cooked all the nutrients. Hore wawana chusa kaki se besa for an hour. By the time she was less chule, agna protein, agna vitamin, agna um uazi ikrevinge. Ne smell so good the oxtail. Mara agna next. Must be impilo yak agna ndao. But if you eat more protein, you're supposed to have strong muscles. How we cook? Just a simple thing. How we cook? You cook all the nutrients out. How nice. By the time you are done with the food, they smell good. They've been nicely, you know, spiced. But there's no nutrients. 
you have the right food. But how you cook it, no knowledge. You don't understand what you're cooking. temperature. We need instruction. Prophecy can be directional. Where God has been dealing with you over some time to make certain decisions. Has been showing you through his word, bringing certain impressions through the inward working of the Holy Spirit, but you're not sure. Then God brings a word that confirms what he already started to lead you in the right direction. Hallelujah. So according to what we have been looking at when we talk about prophecy, prophecy is manifested when a believer speaks the mind of God, not his mind, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural speech in a known language. Now let's look at the significance, the importance of prophecy in scripture for our lives. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 reads, he who prophesies speaks edification. So when you prophesy in the New Testament, the Bible says you speak edification, you speak exhortation and comfort. And who is the target? Men, people. So the purpose of biblical prophecy, A, it is edification. Oikoi domene in Greek. It is a language we used in architecture. You know, people who are architects. It is a language that talks about building of a structure or a building, the edifice. So when we take it into today's language, prophecy must build up those who receive it. Prophecy must empower those who are listening to it. Prophecy must recharge those who need to be recharged. Which means prophecy has power to recharge. You know, it's like having a lithium battery in your cell phone. Once you connect the right cable and you put it to electricity, it recharges if it has been flat. Same way. When your spiritual battery is flat, through prophecy you can be recharged. You can be edified. Prophecy is a communication intended to persuade the recipients to take action or to provoke you. You can't remain the same after receiving prophecy. It's a waste of prophecy to receive it and don't do what it says you must do. B for exhortation. Paraklesis in Greek. It means to comfort, consolation, exhortation or entreaty. The synonyms of that word exhortation is to make an appeal, is to make a plea, a petition, a request, an encouragement, a call, an incitement, is to give advice or counsel. 
through prophecy, God finds you in a specific season and he appeals, he pleads, he makes petition with you. Have you seen people who, 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 who are petitioning government to do something for them? Maybe there's accidents on a specific road. They make petition and say, please put speed humps. Same way God says, you're, you're lying. He, when he prophesies to you, he, he's making an appeal to you. When you have adjusted to conditions that are below the promises of God. There's a time in your life where you have to say, Ahman, I'm tired with some of these things. There's a time where you have to say, I'm tired of being poor. Even when you don't have solution, cartel and bump off. I don't afford in cartel. Agna solution, agna but cartel. Something must move. Cartel me. There's some point where you have to say, I'm tired of crime. <laughs> Prophecy can come in your life to make an appeal that you are a child of God. Strong, strong in the word of God. Use the word. Fight your fight and fight the fight of faith. People, you know, call you according to the, your problems. This occasion. Prophecy can comfort. Paramuthia. Consolation can console. Can bring affording solace, give moral or emotional strength to you, providing freedom from worry. But then sometimes we, we've got situations we can't handle. Sometimes there's problems that seem not to go away. They affect you emotionally. Sometimes you find yourself where you are not. Feeling things you are not supposed to be feeling. What has happened to you when you feel like that? You are real. You are genuine. You get hurt. You get disappointed. You are tired of being abused. You are tired of being used. You are tired of not being taken seriously. They are respected, but you are disrespected. You are tired of being undermined. It eats you in the inside. 
But God can give you a wedding season that you may not overcome evil for evil. That your meditation of your thoughts about people might not be evil. Sometimes when I'm going to target Satan, Are you sure I'm not going to do it? I'm not going May God help us that we may not have feelings of hate. Because we have been rejected, we reject. Because we have been abused, we abuse. The Holy Spirit may bring a wedding season. So that when you are with people, you are emotionally free. You are clean in the inside. You love them for who you are. You are a child of God. You can't harbor evil thoughts in the inside of you. You can't. You can't. You can't. You have to let go. You must be clean in the inside. D. Gifts. Certain gifts get imparted, stirred through prophecy. Like in the case of Timothy. 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid hands on you. But on the certain gifts that are activated through prophecy. Oh, Jesus. Remember the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord. When it appears... To men and women of God, when God is calling them. To Mary, who was a virgin, says, how can it be? Since I knew no man, God says the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you will give birth to a Messiah. When men and women of God had fear. The angel of the Lord says, be strong. Be strong. You men of valor, be strong. When men and women of God were saying, I'm young, he says, be strong. Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. I raised you to bring down kingdoms. I planted you to be my prophet to the nations. When they abused Jeremiah, tried even to kill him. Those who opposed him, bam lathele pit toilet. But he survived the pit toilet. Prophecy. 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 You know, prophecy comes in many ways, Pazalwan. Can be a direct articulation to you. People pick up things that God wants them to tell you. That only you know. Can be you waking up in the morning and you have this tune. There's this song that is not going away. I hambi man. Utu yangapa, I hambi. Utu uti WhatsApp. Utu vuli computer, you all go online. 
or you are driving in the traffic there's this tune and the words of the tune shape up the day shape up the week shape up the month because God is talking to you it can be through a sermon there have been many sermons in the church where you are sitting now and this is God talking to me You've got solutions. You're walking high. You have left every load. You are free. Because that word was a word in season for you. Sometimes it's just a believer. I mean, I was reading this. The right verses, the right statement. Jesus, thank you that you love me, that you talk to me. E, prophecy can be used by us to fight spiritual battles. First Timothy 1.18, it says, this charge I commit you to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may make or you may wage a good warfare. But there's so many prophecies in the Bible that have been made for you, about you. You use them to fight your enemies. You see the scripture we like, no weapon formed against you will prosper. It was a prophetic word given to the children of Israel when they were facing their enemies. And they used that word to fight their battles. When Jesus says to us as his disciples, don't fear those who can kill the flesh but not touch the soul. Oh, They can kill the flesh, but they can't touch Umoyawam. They can't. They can't. They may make you to cry, but they don't know what you are gifted. But they can't take the gift. Na, 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 na. Yeah, my touch. Bazo salabakwat. Banyani. Bakshe. I was a nobody. Thank God for the cross. He washed me. He cleansed me. I was a nobody. 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 Yeah. But right. I see who I am in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I reign, I have dominion. I'm the apple of God's eye. Whoever touches me, touches God. I'm gifted, I'm, I'm precious before God. I'm intricately made. Ooh. You fight your wars through the prophecies given to you. Tomorrow, 
there's a new day. Man, forget sending it. Oh, Jesus, what a miracle. There's hope for me because I'm alive. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, a living dog is better than a dead lion. You are living a dog's life. Things are not in the right place, but you still have life. It is a living dog. Hey, a living dog. Because God is not the God of the dead. God is God of the, those who are alive. Maybe I live like a dog. Maybe I smell like a dog. Maybe you treat me like a dog. But I'm alive. There's hope for the living. Let's differentiate between prophecy and the prophet. Prophecy. Now let's establish a few things. Prophesying does not make the one who prophesies a prophet. 1 Corinthians 13, 21. It is for you you can all prophesy. What does it say? Who? It is for you can all prophesy. How? One by one. We don't have to prophesy. Song can see city. See prophesy. It is one by one. We can. Is something we can do as the Holy Spirit enables us. We can. We can. That's what the scripture says. And it even goes further. That all may learn and all may be encouraged. Which means when we prophesy one by one, somebody can observe and learn to prophesy. You don't have to go to a school of prophets. You don't have to. You, 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 just haven't, you just have to be in a group of people who know how to prophesy. And observe. The Bible is Learn and be encouraged. To do what? To prophesy. If you have school fees, so you have to school of prophet. Stop complicating your life because we can all prophesy. We can learn here to prophesy. We can learn. You don't have to go to America and get a diploma in prophecy. <laughs> Any believer can operate in the gift of prophecy as the Spirit inspire him. Being a prophet 
means being ordained into a special prophetic ministry office like other fivefold ministers such as the apostle, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. Because Ephesians 4, 11, he gave some, not all. When it comes to being a prophet, an apostle, a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, it is not for all. It is for some. For all. Some. There's a difference between some and all. All can prophesy, but some are called to be prophets. Some. prophet all. When I saw change pet in the profit. When all, profit. But to stand in the office is some. Romans twelve six says, having then different gifts according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. You see, even when it comes to prophecy, when it comes to gift, everybody has a proportion. A proportion means God has given you a certain portion of grace from the whole. He sized what was enough for you. He measured what he wants to give to you. So don't prophesy beyond the measure measured to you. Because if you prophesy beyond the measure, God stops at the measure and the familiar evil spirits continue beyond the measure. Mobile Satan, you must specialize. Profit. We are one of our pelelwa. Can't you know you have exceeded the measure? It everybody has a it, you know when you read the Bible, Barcelona. Uh, when you read the Bible, it, it says we are members of the body. We are members. Everybody has a part. Don't do what is not your part. So tatelo munye. Don't go beyond your part. We are a body of Christ. And we are part of that body. Someone is the nose. Somebody is the ear. If Singatata lends No more says styling as born this morning.
position to declare yourself outside of your grace. First Corinthians 12, 27 says, you are the body of Christ. Each one has a part. Play your part and leave others to play theirs. In the church, it says, God has appointed first all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles and those having the gifts of healing. But unlike in any organization, it's not everybody who hires people and gives them job descriptions. It's not everybody. It's not everybody. It's not everybody who, who determines the organizational design of that organization. Not everybody. There's people who are in the leadership. Who determines who is the CEO? Who determines who the chief operation officer? What skill they must have? Who, de who decides what kind of frontline reception must we have? Who determines what time of administration back office must we have? It is God who appoints. Others come first, apostles. Others come second as prophets. But God appoints. Don't appoint yourself where God has not appointed you. So as father. We are in trouble, Bazalwan. Imagine Bazalwan, how wrong it looks when teachers become prophets. When people in the ministry of helps, he was a prophet. So go number two. Only number six in God's order. It's like umpon to some lumi. You see, a prophet operates at a different level. They have a special call. You must be called to be a prophet. And prophets are empowered with the gifts like prophecy. It's one of the gifts, but it's not the only gift. They also have the word of knowledge. The interpretation of complex dreams. They also are in a teaching ministry. They are also working miracles and wonders. And they can speak God's future plans. Don't be what you're not. But even when you read the Bible, there's people who can raise the dead and there's people who can't. You are outside your grace. You have never read in the Bible where a pastor raised somebody from the dead. It's an apostle and a prophet who have raised people from the dead. So it's outside of your grace. It's outside. It's outside of your grace. Go read it. Paul was in, in another church. Somebody was, it was so full. Somebody was sitting on the window and they fell. And they died. What did you in one verse? Paul is an apostle. Paul is an apostle. Abazang Malandu number five. Mina, shepherd. That's what I mean. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it. I don't have the grace for that. 
prophet. Mina. I was not even sure I'm a pastor. Mina, I was not even sure I was a pastor. Not even sure. I was not even sure I'm called as a pastor. We have problems because people are violating biblical principles. So many Asha manji. Say a prophet. After and it's right, an Asha must prophesy. But an Asha is not a prophet. People who were ushers, who graduated, the apostles had to be there. Choose amongst ourselves. And they explained, men of reputation, men full of the Holy Spirit, men who have been with us to serve tables. It's only when they were serving tables that God spoke to them. And signs and wonders followed them. But they are outside your scope. Outside your scope. We don't follow biblical protocol. There's things you can't do as a pastor. You, you can't do them. You can't ordain people in leadership as a pastor. You don't have the grace. Leave to those who are apostolic and prophetic to do it. When uh, you are an apostle who's prayed for by a pastor, where did you see it in the Bible? And you don't have fruits, sign apostle. You have fruits of a pastor. Because grass give, give birth to grass, apples to apples. had all the gifts in him. When he resurrected, he gave to some. All the gifts were in Jesus. All these gifts of an apostle, of a prophet, of a teacher, of an evangelist, of a pastor were in him. You can read the Bible, they are all there. Jesus even calls himself the chief shepherd, the pastor, the senior elder. When he gets resurrected, he, he, he called captives, captives, set people free. And then he gave some. He looked into the church and said, this one, pastor, this one, apostle. He takes out of himself. He keeps the full measure. <laughs> Prophets lead in society in a defined ministry, exercising spiritual oversight. They may even lead a church. Prophet Samuel was anointed to raise kings. His ministry was to raise kings who were leading the nation. First, he was the one leading the nation. And the children of Israel saw other nations. But we want to be like other people. We want kings. We want kings. And he was the one God used to appoint number one king and number two king and set the pattern. Elijah and Elisha. 
Miracles and signs and wonders. Great things that happen. Help the nation in time of national crisis. Even raise the dead. Yes, prophets were raising the dead. We're not figuring an anointing mental of a pastor. You are a shepherd. We are nagegela. Compassionate heart. You are tutuza. You are to feed. Once you operate, Basalwan, in a ministry of a prophet, and you don't have the grace, you have made yourself a false prophet. You have made yourself a false prophet. You don't have the mental, you are a fake. Second Peter 2 1 reads. There were also false prophets among the people. Each of you amongst the people. Even as there will be in the future false teachers around you who will secretly bring destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and will bring swift judgment of destruction on self. All the false prophets are being exposed today. Being exposed. But here, where do they come? Among, among. Abapumi legute. Among. Bapuma laikai. Umuntu yas biza, angabizuang. Uznugu kobong analo. You feel pastoral. But we sell leader. Naki pastor waluna. U sell leader, eh eh. Sell, sell. Unga I change? Sell. Sell. I call C. I call him P. Papa Charlie, Papa. I get Makuma no multiphone in Ote Papa. I get apple, sugar. I get tomato, orange, river, pasta. So sell. I get it. Chicken. <laughs> Egg. Ha. Hang it. Two different things. Cell leader. Not pastor. You will be a pastor one day. We don't deny. You will be called. You will be made a leader by those who have powers to do that. But don't declare yourself. There will be false prophets among you. They, they come secretly with destructive, destructive heresies. So many things are taught in the name of God. People are praying for people for Billy to be billionaires and millionaires. When Jesus says, come follow me, deny yourself, take what you have, give it to the poor and follow me. You will have your reward in heaven. Those who are coming secretly. And I receive, I, I receive deceptive, familiar, demonic teachings. We are receiver. 
Yet Jesus says, if you want to be my follower, come, follow me. Come, deny yourself. Take up your cross. It's not a place of comfort. It's a place you die. When we come to church, we don't evangelize. We don't bring anybody to the Lord. We have lost the touch of telling somebody about Jesus. We are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We only become Christians on a Sunday. On a Monday in the workplace, you are not a child of God. You are not prophetic. You are not anointed. You are not used by God to touch people, to pray for them, to bring a revival wherever you go. You are a dead person walking. There's no power. You are dead. You are not alive. You don't leave the word that you receive every time. Back to the cross. Back to the cross. Back to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You are following people who are elevating themselves than the word of God. We see more of them than Jesus. We have itching ears. We want people to preach what we like. Yeah, pastor, but I preach like I'm not. Whether I'm preaching like I'm not or I'm preaching like I'm not, it is useless if you don't do it. It's useless. It is foolish Christianity when we don't evangelize, when we don't follow up, when we don't pray for the sick, when we don't give to the poor in our vicinity. Who is the church? The church is not us. The church is not Mark Bishop. The church is you. You. We have allowed heresies. Ninchumailesis tandayo. Siakazega, siakikitega. Ninpegi lebasalon. Thousand churches. Where are you, Bishop? A thousand churches in his lifetime. Those churches are you. Sakaliswa in Tuzinani. Sadala ngubzalwan. You are always thinking about your comfort. hate mother, hate father then you will receive a hundredfold in this life and eternal life in the life to come. We are not working for eternal life we are working to be kings and queens in this world. Set your mind on things that are above. Jesus is coming very soon. Hell is real. It's nice. Nice church, nice preaching, nice songs. Best seat, good parking. Funny customer service, fun and as a bank. When one slight mistake ends, I got a swagger good to it. A complainer. What disciple are you? Jesus says, my sheep. My sheep. Whose sheep are you? Wimvu yagabani. Wimvu yagabani. Brother prophecy won't come and make you comfortable. Prophets were, if you want to be a prophet, prophets were not famous. 
Prophets were killed. Prophets were sidelined. They stayed out of society. Samuel was not among the people. famous. Prophet so and so. They used to shake when the prophet is around. Between a prophet and a celebrity. No power. No power. You think we have no power. See, driver, ordinary cars. We are ordinary people. You think we have no power. What you know has become common. What you know. We have 40 bodyguards. You don't take the word of God seriously. We are not going to preach about prophecy. The way people are doing it. We are not going to do it, Pastor Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. May your word bring transformation, renewal and change. Esandleni Somusa Somusa people who are hungry for you, God. We are people who want to be the sheep of your pasture, who know your voice. Father, we are living in critical times where the church has lost respect. We want to know true prophecy. We want to know your real work amongst us, oh God. We are following an incredible leader who lives with integrity, whose heart is in the right place. We pray. We who are his disciples, oh God, help us never to compromise, oh God, we pray. Father, it's about the lost. 
It's about those who don't know you. It's not about us. It's about those you came and died for. I pray. It's not about our comfort. What is of use that we gain the whole world and lose our souls, oh God? We pray. We pray. We pray, Lord. Thank you for the prophetic key. That, Lord, it will do what you say it should do amongst us. We pray. I pray for this word to really touch your children the way they need to be touched and make them to align with your word and your purpose, I pray. I pray for the God, I pray. Your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, oh God. Your will be done. Your kingdom come, oh God. Let the kingdom of the devil not prevail in our midst, in our community, in our generation, in our lifetime. May all the, the, the altars of Baal in our nations be brought down in the name of Jesus. May the banner of the Lord, the banner of Jesus, raise higher and higher. That the poor matter before God. That, that the sick matter before God. That the unsaved matter before God. That the orphans of God and the widows matter before God. That the oppressed matter before you, O God. That the unemployed matter before you. We pray. That the lonely and the solitary, they matter before you. That the bruised and the head matter before you. Oh, may your hand of mercy, O oh God, be. Remind us, O oh God, of who you are. Your grace that is more than enough. In the name of Jesus, I pray. As we have our eyes closed, every head bowed. Maybe you are coming here for the first time. You have not received Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and your Savior. You say, Pastor, pray for me. You want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus. You don't want to live without him. Could you kindly raise your hand where you are? Let me see that hand. I'll pray for you wherever you are. Wherever you are. We are facing anybody in this place you want to give your life to God you say pastor pray for me I just want to give my life to God I don't want to live the way I have been living I want God to forgive me I want God to love me I want to be a child of God just raise your hand wherever you are seated let me see that hand and I'll pray for you Anybody in this place? God bless you, my brother here. Keep that hand up. God bless you. God bless you again, my brother here. Keep your hand up. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you at the back. God bless you. Hands are going up. Anybody else? Just raise your hand wherever you are. Let me see that hand and I'll pray for you. Anybody else? We just want to pray for you. To give your life to God. Don't be ashamed and don't be scared. We just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. God bless you, my sister, at the back there. Anybody else? Anybody else? I know there's many of you. We just want to pray for you. You can't live your life without God. He loves you. He loves you too much to leave you as well. I'm going to ask all the people who have raised their hands, could you kindly stand where you are? Let me see you. Could you kindly stand? Could you kindly stand? Just stand. Just stand. I'd like to pray for you. Just come all the way. 
Meet me here in the front. I'll preach.